Do you like Batman? Well, this is not Batman. Agents of Inhumanity. Inhumans of S.H.I.E.L.D. Asians of Inhumans. I don't like any of those. Oh, Captain, my Captain. A tribute to Derek Jeter. Hold on to your loved ones. It's the Shakedown. again everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the shakedown i'm austin stevens joining me this week as always dan schweizer and i'm dylan webster and yes we have dylan back this week yeah uh good to have you back dylan good to be back guys um this week's episode uh i would like to dedicate to my grandmother lois coleman uh, she passed away on May 13th. Uh, we had her funeral this week, and it was just uh, absolutely astounding to see the entire community come out in support of our family. Um, the great thing about my grandmother is that she didn't know a stranger. Uh, everybody knew her. She wasn't just my grandmother. She was she was the whole town's grandma. She was everybody's mother, grandma, aunt, sister, you name it. She was there for everybody. And... Um, we miss her a whole lot. Uh, love you, Grandma, and thank you for everything you've done for me. I'll never be able to truly repay you, but just thanks for everything. All right. Thanks for that, Dylan. That was a good tribute. Yeah. Thanks. And it's good to have you back on the episode. I'm sorry that I couldn't be there for you, um, you know, being out in California, but I... Yeah, your dad was there. Why yeah. weren't you? Yeah, Austin, your dad was there. Dan was there. <laughs> I, my ex-girlfriend showed up. Jeez. Really? His ex-girlfriend. Yeah, we'll talk about that off. Man. Off recording. Uh, and his not ex-best friend couldn't. Jeez. What? Uh, what? <laughs> not ex-best friend? Yeah, not ex-best friend, because he's still one of your best friends. Or is he not, because he didn't come to your parents' <laughs> funeral? <laughs> no, I friend. haven't thought about it yet. You really <laughs> just... <laughs> put an awkward situation out there because dylan could have just said no he's not one of my best friends my best friend would have shown up to my grandmother's funeral i'm so sorry which actually is not true because my best friend did not show up but i didn't well like it's it's sly and i'm not gonna expect sly to drive down from the quad cities i'm not gonna expect austin to fly out from la now if he had that would have been super cool (laughs) and i probably would have cried like a baby (laughs) Um, next time that you have a grandparent die, I will be there. <laughs> I hope that's, that's not anytime soon. I can't no. handle this promise shit. to make. I can't I handle this shit anymore. Hey, but he said it. It's on record. It's true. Yeah. So Austin, I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay. Like unless you're unless you're busy filming Guardians of the Galaxy four. Yeah. Ooh. Or you know one of the other movies that you're gonna start and probably not finish. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, you have me pinned down. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. So so wow. shall so shall we get into geekdom? Yes. Yeah, geekdom. Okay, so this week <laughs> I am going to be talking about a brand new superhero 
comic book series. I have it here in front of me. And it's yes, called... Yes, I'm excited to hear about this. So, like, the overarching, I guess, series is called Catalyst Prime. And it's from Lion Forge Comics, which probably not a lot of people have heard about. But they're not a new... No. They're not new. They've done... Uh, what it looks like, they do existing properties and do comics for them. So, they have, like... Uh, a Knight Rider comic book, Miami Vice, uh, Punky Brewster, and mm. Voltron, and just stuff like that. So they do comics okay. for existing properties. So they don't have a lot of their own properties is what you're saying. Right. Mm. So and you're telling me there's other comic book people besides Marvel and DC? I, surprisingly, there are, yes. Interesting. Uh, so this is their first endeavor into superheroes. Nice. And it's from, let me look it up here. It's really frustrating because their actual website is slow as molasses. So I have to find all <laughs> my information from outside sources. Um, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Okay, so it's from a former DC editor, uh, Joe Illage, and writer Christopher Priest. So they're like heading up the whole series and I've never heard of them, but I'm not super huge into comics. The well, into like the writers and the creators and all that jazz. Right. Um, but they are big names within the comic world. I talked to one of my coworkers who's really big into comics, and she's heard of them. Um, hmm. So there are some names on it at least. And it came out. The only reason I even picked it up is because they had the kickoff issue called the event at free comic book day and that was on ah, may enough. 6th and then mm -hmm. how they're doing it is there was that kickoff event and then there's seven ongoing series that they're launching each month and oh. so in may they launched noble which was the first one and then it'll be like, you know, a monthly series that it'll come out. And next month is Excel. And then in July is Superb. And I'm going to talk to Superb about Superb in a little bit because it's super interesting and I want to get more into that. Um, okay. But so, uh, yeah, the event came out on May 6th. And Noble actually came out before it on May 3rd. But I think it was just because of the free comic book day was later than that. You know, it just mm -hmm. they released out of order a little bit. But I read them in order. Uh, so I'll give a little summary of it and it's not going to be spoilery cause it's only two first issues. Um, <laughs> basically what it is, is there's this scientist lady who discovers that there's this meteor headed for earth and it's going to hit earth and it's just going to be like this cataclysmic, like apocalyptic event, uh, going to hit the planet. So I like it. these five astronauts, go out into space to intercept it and some things go wrong but they do get in the way of the asteroid and it explodes and breaks up but it still enters the atmosphere and like tiny little meteors you know strike the earth and stuff mm -hmm. and so that's the event and <laughs> the comic actually starts off present day and just shows some like highlights of like superheroes running around the streets and hitting people. And then it flashes back a year 
to the asteroid event. And that oh, happens. Okay. And then at the end of this first issue, uh, the scientist lady, her assistant, is, like, looking at information. And he's like, wait a minute. There's some data from, like, the Hubble telescope and these other telescopes and instruments and stuff that say the asteroid wasn't even going to hit the Earth. And then she stabs him and kills him. Oh, snap. So it's looking like maybe she'll be the villain and she, like, intentionally caused this asteroid to hit the Earth. Nice. And so that's the end of the event. So you're assuming, you know, this asteroid somehow caused all of these people to get superpowers, whoever they may be. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the event. Then we got issue number one of Noble. And... This is about David Powell, who's one of the astronauts, and he's presumed dead, but Mm -hmm. a year after the event, he turns up, uh, his alias is Julian Brass, he's an auto mechanic, and he has no memory of his past life, but Mm -hmm. he has psychic abilities, and there's these, like, military guys hunting him down and attacking him, and his wife is going out to find him. Okay. <laughs> and that's about it for that issue. His wife from his previous life is going out to find him? Right, yeah. Okay. His new life, I think he's just an, just an auto mechanic, just making it by. And he's got a cool, gotcha. he's got a cool metal mask. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Um, so, the, they're okay. I'm going to ah. say that. And it's like, I'll give them that because they're basically pilots and it's, you know, it's hard to get through a pilot. They're kicking off a brand new uh, series, whatever you want to call it, universe. Brand new universe. Yeah. And so like the event, the comic, it's trying to set up a bunch of stuff. So it's really jumping around with like Mm -hmm. 20 brand new characters. So it's hard to keep track at times. I had to read it through twice to even make sense of it. Um, but it's okay. It could be really interesting. Noble issue one was kind of boring. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's just cause nothing happens. And like, you don't know why it's happening. It's just, Oh, here's this guy that we thought was dead. And now he's not dead and he has psychic powers and all these military guys are attacking him. And it's basically mm. like 20 pages of them pinning him down. And then he kicks a gun out of their hand and shoots him. And then they pin him down again, and then he kicks the gun out of their hand and he shoots him. And then they pin him down, and then he punches the gun out of their hand, and then he shoots him. What in the hell? And then, so it just kind of repetitive. Yeah, it's super repetitive, and nothing really happens. Hmm. And it's like, it's a little jumpy. But yeah, so it's kind of just, it's just a bland block kind of comic for issue one of that. So, I don't think I'm going to continue reading that one. Oh. But next month we have Excel, which he looks like a speedster. So, I'm going to pick that one up. I've decided I'm going to at least read issue one of each of these. Of each one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just because it's new, you know, kind of just getting in on the ground floor for me would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at least one of them is going to be good. But the one I'm super excited for is superb and it comes out in july and the whole kind of idea of this catalyst prime universe is to really embrace diversity so Mm -hmm. noble david powell 
uh, is African-American. Um, I think there's an Asian guy in here. There's probably a, a gay character. Um, but this guy, superb, has Down syndrome. Oh, wow. And so I'm really interested about that, really excited to read that. Because um, uh, he'll be the first, I think, just super-powered individual in comics to have Down syndrome. Uh-huh. And they're working with an institute. I can't quite remember right right now what it is, but it is like a, an institution that deals with Down syndrome. They're writing it in collaboration with them um, to get it right. And I'm just, I'm really excited to read that just to see how they portray a character. Like, obviously he's going to have limitations yeah. mentally. Um, and he does have a little, he does have a super powered friend. So... Like it will be like a tag, a tag team thing. So if he does get into some trouble, like she'll be able to get him out. Um, but yeah, just, just being sensitive, I guess, about it. Um, I'm really interested to see, cause obviously you don't want to make fun of the disability, right? but you still have to acknowledge the limitations of, of him having this disability, but then also having superpowers to overcome that, uh, I think is going to be a great dynamic. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Because it's very interesting. Yeah. And like characters obviously have had that in the past, like, you know, Oracle is, uh, disabled, uh, paralyzed. That's the word I'm like, she's paralyzed from the waist (laughs) down, but she's so smart. You know, she can still help Batman out in the intellectual technical side, um, mm-hmm. So it's just another way of people who are disadvantaged of being able to make up for that disability by having superpowers and still being able to help people for the greater good. Yeah. <clears throat> That's, that is a bold take on, on their part. Yeah. So I, I've, I haven't read it yet obviously but mm-hmm. i would recommend picking it up just because of the sheer uniqueness of it and even what it could talk about and say on a social stance um as well yeah. um so if you can get a copy of the event it's free com- it was free comic book day so they might still be free i know that there was a comic book shop near my work that still had issues like a week later um, so if you can grab an issue of that, pick that up, read it. Um, you can probably skip Noble. Maybe if it eventually gets good, like go back and catch up. But issue one's not that great. And then Excel comes out a couple weeks, I guess, the beginning of June. Uh, yeah, be two weeks. Yeah, so that is Catalyst Prime from Lineforge. All right. Do you guys have any questions comments um is batman in any of these comics uh not no. yet <laughs> he said yet no he won't be well then i don't much care for it Oof. <laughs> <laughs> my opinion means nothing on this is that your stark realism from dylan <laughs> that's your that's your standard <laughs> is does it have Batman? No, then I'm not reading it. 
Does it have words? Yes, that I'm not reading. My book doesn't have any pictures. Moving pictures where other people talk. So you want a movie? Exactly. Make it into a movie. Boston, get on it. Dude, I would love to do a Batman movie. But there's already like 50 of them. He's talking about these, not Batman. Do these new characters. Oh, the new characters. (laughs) Yeah. I'll think about it. Okay, I'll do it. Austin Stevens <laughs> directs Down Syndrome Boy. Superb. His name is Superb. All right, cool. See, you guys think it's a great idea, too. I'll do it. <laughs> we could get the dude from Jackass. <laughs> yes. Whatever his name is. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. All right, sweet. Let's, I can't remember uh, his last name, but I know his first name's Eddie. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to film and TV. Film and TV. Yeah. All right. So uh, this past week, uh, last Tuesday, whatever day that happened to be, the sure sixteenth uh, <clears throat> was the season finale of Agents of Shield. And boy, was it a doozy! Oh my, Lanta. It was great. Uh, episode two, I think we talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Probably. Um, as it returned from its winter hiatus that it always takes. Um, so it's been, it's been a few months, and we're going to talk about how that second half worked out. Um, for those that that watched along, you'll know that the second half uh, centered around the framework which Dr. Radcliffe and his creation Ada created together uh, with no small help from the Darkhold book. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, the second half always opened with it being agents of Hydra because in the framework, S.H.I.E.L.D. fell and HYDRA took over the world. Yeah, because of the different decisions that people made in the framework. Oh, yeah, boy. That was crazy. Ada recreated the world exactly as it was, except she changed everyone's one regret. Like, everyone that she had direct access to, and so she could find out what their one regret in life was she changed that one decision so like for colson his decision was joining shield so he never joined he became a school teacher yeah uh may's one decision which you saw this one coming was killing the little girl in bach rain yeah um so she didn't do that in the framework. So there's a lot of those things. Um, and man, it's a crazy world. Yeah. One of my <laughs> questions though, is how did, how did Ada and Dr. Radcliffe know all of this stuff? Well, for, I think for some people, they obviously had access to the agents of shield that they had in there. So for that, it's it's as simple as, you know, 
the technology they have in there, they can see people's memories and stuff, which we saw in season one with Coulson. They had that machine to oh, right. view his memories. Um, so they have some sort of technology in this universe that allows them to uncover people's memories. Like, May, that one is easy. Like, all you have to do is look at her psych profile, probably, from S.H.I.E.L.D., and you'll be able to narrow it down to, well, that's probably her biggest regret. That's true. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I don't know exactly how, but I'm assuming it has something to do with that memory tech that they explored in the very first season. That's true. Um, so it all comes to a head here in the last two episodes where in the framework and in the real world, Ada was able to create a machine that could transfer a consciousness out of the framework and build it a real body in the real world and transplant transplant that consciousness into the real world. Mm -hmm. okay. um, so she did that and she did it just before they were able to destroy the machine and everything. Of course. And she went ahead and gave herself some, some inhuman powers. Yeah, a bunch. Because they were within the framework. Bunch of inhuman powers. Yeah, within the framework, Hydra... So it was her, she was Madame Hydra, and then Fitz was the doctor. They were collecting all of these Inhumans and studying their powers and taking their powers. And then she built this new body with... With a bunch of their powers. Yeah, so she, like, she had electricity, she could teleport, she could heal. Yeah, she had, she had Gordon's transportation powerties, powers, properties, um, Lincoln's electricity powers... Yeah. Uh, they looked like they were exact, just directly from Lincoln. And then the healing factor looked a lot like it was um, the... Uh, I'm not sure whose it was. There was probably some that like we'd never seen. Well, that looked like it was uh, the... Oh, man, I'm drawing blank here. Iron Man 3. Oh, uh, the extremists. Extremists, yeah. It looked like... I mean, that healing was exactly like the extremist healing. It could have been. So I'm thinking, because, I mean, again, that was woven into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the extremists and the centipede soldiers. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm thinking that it was probably connected to that. So she's this super-powered, monstrous creation, and... Uh, she did all of this with the intent of becoming a human so that Fitz would love her. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And when Fitz turns her down because he loves Simmons, boy, does she lose her shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> she kills a lot of people. She does. She kills... <laughs> Pretty insane. A lot of people. A lot of people. Um, 
And in the end, it's Ghost Rider that returns and brings her down. Badass Ghost Rider. Because essentially, the Darkhold is is from the Dark Dimension. So the technology she used to create her body was basically dark matter, sort of. And, And they're saying essentially that the ghost rider is a being of the dark dimension. Yeah. And, and he's sort of like the, I'd say like the guardian of it sort of patrolling to make sure that everything that's within the dark dimension cannot get out of the dark dimension. So, when the reason he comes back is Ada creates this body and so something got out of the dark dimension and he is not happy about it. Yeah. Um, and this will be a big twist, big <laughs> spoiler. Uh, Dylan, you'll be pretty stoked for this. The way that they, that they got her because she... Like, she got, like, the feeling that she didn't want to get entangled with this guy from him first showing up. Because he hit her with his chain, and it it burned her, and she didn't heal from it. So she knew there's something going on here, and her little Russian assistant guy was basically just like, if I was you, I I wouldn't mess with him, because clearly he's got your number. And so... Any time Reyes showed up, she'd teleport out. She was like, nope, not not messing with you. <laughs> so the way that they tricked her was Coulson made a deal with the writer, and the writer got into Coulson. Ooh. Yeah. And And we don't know what this deal is yet. Yeah, we don't we don't know what the deal was. Oh. And so the the writer goes back to Reyes afterwards. And Reyes is basically like, well, yeah, good luck with with your end, basically. But Ada is, you know, prepared to kill them. And Coulson just grabs her and he's like, yeah, but here's the thing. And then he turns into the rider and just burns her alive. Yeah. Awesome. I was I was just like, oh my gosh, I lost my shit. <laughs> it's a little anticlimactic, but I did like it. Yeah, I mean, there was no like huge showdown, like a battle between the writer and Ada. Yeah, which would have been cool, but I mean, we saw in that first encounter, she attacked Reyes, and he just turned into the into the Ghost Rider. Yeah. So. It was like nothing she the ghost rider is pretty much unkillable so like you can kill his host if you legit kill his host without him coming out to save him yeah yeah but but in that case he was not waiting around nope you can't kill nick cage that easily (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that's the end of ada and then the framework was destroyed yeah, which was so tragic, man. Yeah, um, and then poor Radcliffe. 
Yeah. Oh, well. He deserved it. Yeah. Uh, Ada killed Radcliffe in the real world, so his consciousness in the framework is all he had left. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, she, she basically... Uh, logicked her way out of her programming because her primary program was to protect Radcliffe, but her secondary was to protect the framework. And so what she did was she, he wouldn't let her, you know, manipulate the framework or do this or do that, um, do anything to negatively impact the agents of shield. So she was essentially like, well, you are creating a hazard for the framework by not letting me do these things. So by eliminating you, I protect the framework. Gotcha. And so she slit his wrists and put the framework helmet on him. So that his consciousness uploaded into the framework as his body died. Damn. Yeah. It, savage. It's cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... <clears throat> so, it was pretty sad to watch the world, the framework collapse around Radcliffe as, because he knew what was happening. Um, yeah. I'm just glad Matt got out. Cause I didn't want them to kill the, oh another gosh, black yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, eh. I mean, yeah, Matt's a great character, but they'll just bring in another black guy. Like when they killed trip. Yeah. Yeah. And Abby was like, yeah, but, they already had Mac on when they killed Trip. It's like, yeah, but barely. He only became a big character after they killed Trip. That's true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. So the the what I really want to talk about though is how the episode ends and then oof. how what the implications are for that. So yeah. So so at uh, the end. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So so the end. Ada had made a clone of Daisy because she hates her and uh daisy comes that's in that's what i do with the people i hate yeah oh i make sure there's more it of stands to to tell you that uh in the framework daisy uh was in there and may gave her a uh terrigen crystal so that she could get her inhuman powers she went in uh guns blazing with her quakes and stuff and ada came and was like I'm going to stop you. And Daisy was like, shoot you out a window. And so she like just, she fell like 13 stories and she didn't die somehow, but her body was super screwed up. So after that, Ada in the real world was like, I hate that bitch. I'm going to make a bunch of her into robot clones. (laughs) And one of these days we're going to use them again. The same thing I do with the people I don't like. I make more of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So she that you can control. Yeah, because she makes all of these okay, clone. Yeah, she makes all these clone robots so that she can frame Daisy, because uh, she sends one of them that goes and shoots General Talbot in the head. Yeah. And don't worry, he's not dead somehow. Yeah, he's not dead. <laughs> Maybe it grazed oh him. Oh my god. I don't know. It was straight up like. In How the, do you screw up shooting someone in the head? Dude, I don't know. It was straight. It was right here. It, it didn't graze him. It, bullet hole. Yeah, it I, entered I his forehead. I call bullshit. I declare shenanigans on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. then. Thank you. They, they were like, he's in a coma. Coma like, my ass. He did. So anyway, Daisy's in hot Dr. water. Dr. And 
the Inhumans even are now in hot water. Because Daisy's yeah, because of yeah, because of Daisy. And so then at the end of the episode, all the agents are at a diner, like a diner, yeah, eating pie. And then these other like black suits walk in, and they activate this device that freezes everybody, except Coulson. Now Coulson's frozen. Is he frozen? I didn't yeah. think he was frozen. No, it freezes everybody. And then they grab them all up. And then the <clears throat> like the stinger at the very end is Coulson wakes up in a cell and opens a window and he's in space. Yes. What? So yeah. he's in a space prison and then it ends. Technically, we don't know that it's a prison because he he just opens the door to his room or whatever it is and walks out on his own. That's true. Why would a prison cell have windows or doors that you can open? Yeah, I mean, and it's like, it's a full like bay window. It's like big old window. It's pretty nice. It looks prison-y, but I'm not yeah. convinced that it is a actual prison. Okay. Well, we'll see when it comes back. In, yeah, in January. Yeah, it's a, it's a mid-season this time. Yeah, uh, I think they're supposed to run the full season still, so they'll go later, but what I'm guessing is we won't have any stupid, you know, month-and-a-half-long breaks. Yeah, I hate those. Oh, so annoying. So hopefully they're just going to run 23 straight weeks, January through Whatever it is. Yeah. So the question is now... How does this affect Inhumans? Correct. Because I don't know if you guys realize this, but this is going to be the first time that Marvel will have two cable television shows running side by side. DC's, ah. DC has been doing it for years, obviously, with the Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has always been just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's never been any other shows right. around it. Like it's it's referenced yeah. to movies, and then obviously Agent Carter wasn't in the same time period, right. right? And ran during its hiatus. So yeah, and then you've got the Defenders, but they're on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be the first time in I guess five <laughs> years uh, yeah. that they'll have two shows on the same network, like cable television. Yeah, that's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, I did read something today that uh, Jed Whedon, the S.H.I.E.L.D. showrunner, said that they're, it's not like they're going to directly intersect the two shows um, because the shows have to be able to stand on their own, which is the same excuse they give for the for agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not crossing over into movies more. Yeah. Um, but here's thing about that you put colson in space yep abducted by these strange men in black suits with some advanced technology to freeze everyone so you're saying will smith's gonna be in the next season totes i, I actually like that <laughs> um so what i think is the people that took them are inhumans of the royalty in humans, the ones we haven't met yet, the ones whose show is airing this fall in September. You think? 
I think so. I don't think that. I think so. I think they're just prison eight like agency people. Yeah, but what what agency? Because it's clearly not just outside of Earth. There are strange rocks and strange stars and stuff outside Coulson's window. Oh, yeah, there's that little blue light, which apparently that little blue yes. light is important. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know what it is. I thought, immediately, I thought the the kiln, but I don't think they would do that. No. No, it doesn't look enough like the kiln. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... But Inhumans is going to have a half a season to run before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even comes back. So... Correct. Uh, there may be reasons for doing that of something with Inhumans is setting up for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5. Right? Huh. Is it Season 5? Yeah, it's Season 5. Yeah. Correct. And... So let's let's talk about Inhumans a little bit because we've seen some images and I think there's been some leaked images from the trailer but we haven't gotten the trailer yet. No, we haven't. And Still waiting for that. Man, this those costumes they look a, like they look comic accurate but they look like they ex- look just cheesy. <laughs> Yeah. I was not a fan of that image. No. Medusa's hair is garbage. Oh, no. Awful. Like, so bad. That was... Man, my immediate reaction was incredibly negative. Because that, like you said, that is definitely uh, comic accurate. But it... They did not pull it off. No, it's terrible. And then Black Bolt doesn't have a mask. Like, yeah, he like all you need is just a dude with a jaw. But instead, we just get another generic white guy in a black costume. Like, put the put the mask on him with the cool fork. I want to. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I was. Man, I was bit disappointed yeah and then uh karnak doesn't have his giant head but he still got the cool oh, tattoos yeah. so i'm fine with that <laughs> uh i am still looking forward to it and i'm definitely gonna see it in imax oh, absolutely definitely that's it's too good of an opportunity to miss yeah the one thing though it's the same showrunner as iron fist And so knowing that and now seeing these mediocre costumes, Mm -hmm. I'm a little nervous about it now. It's possible that maybe they'll they'll set it in a kind of darker lighting like they do with with Daredevil, that those costumes won't look as bad as they do in that bright lighting that they use for the promo picture. But if it is bright and colorful like the picture, oh, that's, that's 
it's a rough go. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Just won't like one one redeeming quality though is gonna be Ramsey Bolton, whatever is Yes Ewan something. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> He's I don't know, but he was Ramsey and then he was Ewan R- Rian. R- I am so sorry I'm butchering this name. <laughs> Ramsey Bolton, whatever, just look him up. And he was also yeah. uh, he was also in the show Misfits, which is an incredible show. Oh yes. Uh, he was the little nerd kid in Misfits, but he's an incredible actor. Yeah, he's and very very good. That was, that was a yeah, great casting. Fantastic man. villain. So that's gonna be good, and he is gonna be a major player, like kind of a work like a Loki type of character. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, so I think that's going to be one of the the biggest redeeming qualities of this but i'm looking forward to it yeah um outside of the sketchy costumes i'm i'm still all in on inhumans yeah and hopefully agents of shield will finally get some good crossover uh, hopefully rather than just referencing literally everything else and nothing referencing agents of shield <laughs> yep like they're gonna have to it's inhumans and there are inhumans on agents of shield like you they're gonna have to reference it <laughs> yeah also nah, it's just a coincidence also um colson's bound to be drawn into the limelight again right like he has to be he has to be brought back into the public eye after what just went down with agents of shield like yeah with shield there's there's no way there's no way that talbot and talbot's assistant that was like that they killed him the shot of the house there's no way that one of them isn't going to be like, hey, yeah, you know that Coulson guy that everyone thought was dead? He's not. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Tony Stark's going to come on instead of Nick Fury and be like, I've got some questions. Is Tony going to have an eye patch? I hope so. God, that'd be that'd be awesome. It'd be super funny. Tony, why are you wearing an eye patch? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this would comfort you since you know, Nick Fury's dead. Oh, yeah, he's not dead. What? Everybody you think is dead is actually not dead. <laughs> My parents? Oh, no, they're dead. Oh, no, they're dead. <laughs> they're, they're straight up murdered. <laughs> they, they died before Project Tahiti, so. What's Project uh, Tahiti? Nothing? Uh, nothing. Uh, don't worry about it. The summer escape, duh. It's magical. <laughs> um, I think that about wraps it up for our speculations on Inhumans and next year's Agents of Shield. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get jockey. You know, like jocks Let's talking about jocks. sporty. Really? I got it's time it. For sports. <laughs> like, yeah, I got it. But seriously, that's my lead-in. Do you? Let's talk about sports. Do you nah, want to do nah, a different nah, lead-in? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> All right, we're talking sports. 
Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> are we talking? Coughs, do you man. need your Do you need your cough pillow? I have one, but it's decide. It's not. It doesn't. It's not really effective. Oh. Anyway, sports. Yeah. It's like Magikarp using splash. <laughs> All right. So uh, on Sunday, May fourteenth, the New York Yankees induct uh, retired their final single digit number. Yeah, that's insane. So now, one no. through nine are all gone. There will never be another single-digit Yankee again. It's incredible. And this one is number two, and it's for the longtime captain, Derek Jeter. Who? You know who it is, Austin. You shut your whore mouth. I'm sorry. You know who it is, Black and Yellow. That's true. But uh, it's just, it's just really nice to see a guy like Jeter get recognition because this is a guy that played – the game the right way for his entire career and he really just busted his ass every step of the way mm-hmm. uh, I was looking up information on him and there's a story about how he would show up to the batting cages before his manager at single A and then when the game was over he would go back to the batting cages and keep working basically until the manager told him to go home <laughs> Jeez, like that's that's just impressive yeah <laughs> And I was actually talking about this with my dad and my brother because they're both big Yankees fans. And my brother actually idolized Jeter while he was growing up playing baseball. Mm. And Budweiser made a commercial to commemorate his number being retired. And what they did is, like, every time you saw the number two on, like, a sign or something, someone would peel that off and then replace it with a Yankees two, which is basically just a white number two with pinstripes and a circle. Mm-hmm. to commemorate for Jeter and I was like I just really want them to do that like I want the city of New York to go around everywhere there's a two and peel it off and replace it because <laughs> that would be so friggin cool that'd be awesome or at least do it in like the area around Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. yeah yeah didn't he just retire last year <clears throat> uh, uh, yes that was was it last year or a couple years ago I thought it was last year. I'm going to look it up. Um, Look it up. Use, give it a goose. Because I'm just not 100% sure and I don't want to give false information. Regardless, they did not take long at all to retire that. No, which I mean, they really shouldn't have. The dude's been playing for him since 1995. Yeah. Played a Think of it this way: Do you get? Do either one of you remember a time where you watched baseball where Derek Jeter was not playing shortstop for the Yankees? This year, no. Yeah, like aside from the last year, fourteen was his last year. Fourteen. Okay, so it, it's been. Wow, I didn't realize years. it was. I I felt like it was just last year. Probably because it, I've I'm, known my whole life Derek Jeter is the shortstop for the Yankees. You, you just always had that yeah. association that Derek Jeter is at shortstop. It just never registered mm. that he was not at shortstop. Who? It's uh, yeah. what's his face now though? Castro, right? Or is he at uh, second? Castro's playing second. Ah, oh. is that? Shoot. Um, the, the names just gave me. I'm looking it up it's right not, now. It's not Cano, right? No, they, Cano's been gone yeah, for they traded him. a while. Uh, Didi Gregorius. Ah, Gregorius. Okay. Yes. And and then they've got Judge in the outfield. Yeah. Oh, he's a monster. <laughs> Aaron Judge is bigger than most offensive tackles in the NFL. He's six seven. 
Six seven two like seventy something. And he's an outfielder. He's a beast. But anyway, back to Jeter. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's just been refreshing to watch him play baseball. Like you think of a lot of great moments in recent Yankees history. Jeter's pretty much been all of them. And you think about the best moments of his career. Uh, a lot of the milestones that happened near the end, they were just unbelievable moments. Like his three thousandth hit was a home run off of David Price. And then the one that I'll always remember is his final at-bat at Yankee Stadium. Uh, It's the bottom of the ninth inning. Yankees are tied. He comes up to bat. I think he takes the first pitch. And then the next pitch, he hits a single into right field and wins the game. Oh, yeah. A walk-off single in his final at-bat in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. That you was can't write great. a better script than that. You 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 can't you can't plan it any better. Like it's, uh, I mean it's maybe a, moments for him. Maybe extra innings in Game Seven of the World Series <sighs> might be a better one, but it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little mm-hmm. flip to home plate to get the out in the in the World Series when they were playing the A's. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not the World Series. Uh, it was sometime in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yeah. I think it might have been the, uh, the I think it was ALCS. The, yeah, I think it was the ALCS, but still. <clears throat> still pretty great. Yeah. Oh, just uh, him diving into the stands and coming out with a bloody face to catch a foul <laughs> ball. Like, oh, there's, there's, too many mo- there's too many moments to mention. But oh, it's just, it's fantastic. It has always been fantastic to watch him play. Now, one of those guys that's out there every day giving it his all. And it's funny to, like, look back on the, the start of his career because a lot of people said he – a lot of people didn't give him a whole lot of credit. And he even started out really struggling in the minors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think they said in, like, his first week he only had, like, three hits. Ooh. His first game ever played as a Yankee, I think he went one for five with three strikeouts. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it happens. But I know he kept at it. He kept working hard and became the captain of the best baseball team, one of the best baseball franchises in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I, I love Jeter. I love, wa- I loved watching him play. He's always had such poise, and he's also. Uh, in the last few years become a topic of some pretty awesome stories about his personal life. Which, <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I love you so much. <laughs> so the big story is that Jeter gives out gift baskets to his one night stands because he's been a bachelor in New York his entire career, basically. Now he's married to uh, model Hannah Davis, Mm. and they're getting ready to have uh, their first child. But for his entire playing career, he was single. He was living in New York. And he was the star. And he was the star of the Yankees, making millions of dollars. So basically it's like you walk into a room and you see a woman and go, that one. And that's all you had to do. Basically, yeah. So the story came out that, like, he would invite them back to his apartment. Uh, they'd spend the night, 
And then the next morning, he'd have a car ready for them to take them home. And in the car was a gift ba- was a gift bag with signed memorabilia, uh, like baseball cards, like basically stuff they could sell. Or if they wanted to keep it, they could. And apparently this got out because the story is he gave he had he had the same girl come to his place twice and she got the exact same gift bag. She's <laughs> <laughs> got it prepared. Yeah. Jeter has since uh denied it, but even if it's even if it's not true, like that's still a great story. Oh, and something I, I could totally true. see. It's nah. amazing. I'm just gonna believe it's true. That. I would sleep with Derek Jeter for free stuff. <laughs> for a signed baseball that I could sell on eBay for like three grand, I'd take that. Hey, Austin, did you ask your coworker anything else about that uh, Hank Aaron card? No. <laughs> I texted him on the side giving him financial advice for his coworker. <laughs> 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 because uh you know it depends on the condition because that's true uh because the uh authentic uh sports, yeah the authentication uh whatever it is i can't remember the acronym <laughs> for it they have <clears throat> different levels of mint so like yeah. 10 is your highest mint but most cards will get an eight so the last eight that was sold went for like 24,000 and some change. Uh, the last nine that was sold went for, I think, 62,000. And that was uh, a couple years ago. But the last 10 that was sold was sold in 2006 or eight and went for over 300,000. And that was for that was for a Hank Aaron rookie card. Yeah. So. I told him, you know, it depends. Like, if it hasn't been appraised and authenticated, he should get it. Because if it's below an eight, you might as well sell it now because you're going to get more interest putting yeah. that money in a in a savings account than you're going to get over it aging. So if it's an eight or lower, you sell now. If it's a nine or a ten, yeah, hang on to it because... If you keep it in the condition that it's in right now for 18 years until your child is ready to go to college, <sighs> like it's probably if it's a 10, it's probably worth 500,000 right now. Yeah. You hear that, everybody? You have expensive baseball cards. Send them to us. <laughs> Please, because I kind of need the cash. Well, like my dad has a Ken Griffey Jr. All-Star rookie card. Ooh. And or no rookie of the year card, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, better. <clears throat> so I think we're gonna hang is, on to that for a little bit. Tip top condition. He's had it in a special case, like smart. Man. The way the way it is is like it's a framed picture of a baseball diamond. Yeah, and there's spots for each position where you put a card in. Oh, okay. and it's in the center field spot. Yeah, and oh, uh, there's a bunch of good ones. He's got a Ryan Sandberg in there. Uh, I think there's a I think there's a Pete Rose. There's a Tony Larusa manager card. Um, oh god, I can't remember now everyone that's in there, but it's a pretty sweet collection. I've always enjoyed looking at it. You should definitely get those appraised. Oh, there's an old Barry Bonds card back when he was oh, yeah? before the Roids. Before the Roids, because he was playing for Pittsburgh. Skinny Barry. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I remember when Barry Bonds was you no know, hitting all the home runs in the one year, and then looking at that card, and I was like, These aren't how? <laughs> yeah. 
It just didn't make sense. Yep. Those roids, they really change you. Yeah. Hear that, people? Get the roids. I mean, stay away from the roids. Stay away from the roids unless you want to become great. <laughs> then get a little bit of the roids. Well, not too much. Yeah, and not the hemorrhoids. Let's not get confused here. <laughs> Definitely do not get the hemorrhoids. Those suck. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have any more on the captain? Um, salute to the captain. I was going to say, yeah, raise a glass to the captain because everyone can see you doing that. Good, good job, Derek. You're one hell of a player. Yes, yeah, that he was. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we have some listener mail this week. What? What? No, we don't. Ah, you <laughs> bitch! You whore! Man, fans love oh. oh, that hurts my soul. I'm so sorry. I had I to. I was so excited. Someone was like, "Was like, yeah, we listen." No, no, no. Nope. No, they listen. They just don't care. <clears throat> no. But we want everybody to write in. We do. With questions. Did, did you hear our do you excitement? Hear a, that was genuine excitement. We could have that every single week. And we but would no, have that every... That excitement we would have every single we week. We will be that excited yes, every single week. But nobody wants you. to talk to us. Well, I mean, no one wants to talk to us in real life either. That's why we text each other. That's true. We're, we're texting right now. Sure are. Texting Austin all about how much Dylan smells. Mm-hmm. Oh, people dude. just wait until we have a 2D podcast. That second dimension, smell. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's going to happen. I don't, I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> what do you mean smell? Off. What do I smell like? Is it ass? Because I can accept it's that. Ass. Okay. <laughs> I can accept that. I smell really bad too. It's so hot here. I'm sweating just sitting in the apartment. <laughs> I had to go to a choreography rehearsal today, so I got all sweaty because I had to, you know, move. Uh, yeah. We all know yeah. whenever you have to move, you get really sweaty. All the sweat. It's true. It's like jumping rope in the attic. <laughs> my friends my friends come over and they're like, what the hell? Were you lifting weights? Peeled an orange like an hour ago. <laughs> Still trying to recover. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't bounce back as fast as I used to. <laughs> so, all you listeners, if you want to write in and listen to us get excited again, which it's really fun for us. I don't know about yeah. it. It's obviously not fun for you guys because you're not <laughs> writing in. Um, you can email us at the shakedown podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the shakedown pod. We also have our website, dark nebula entertainment, and you can find us in the shakedown tab at the top. Um, I think that's it. Oh, make sure you subscribe and rate and review on iTunes and Google play. I think that's it. Is that oh, it? That sounded got it. like all the stuff. And is all, is all of that correct? Because I'm worried uh, that maybe I'm just saying the wrong information. And we've got like one fan out there who's like, I've been writing into you guys. Why aren't you getting my stuff? And I've just been saying the wrong so information. 
<laughs> that that requires a high five. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, why is our one listener eight? <laughs> That's my oh. voice for a listener. Again, why is our listener eight? I don't know. We are we are not appropriate for eight year olds to listen to. Not at all. No, not really. Little shit sipper. <laughs> well, <laughs> in response, yeah, it sounded like you got everything correct. You okay, know, cool. Uh, Do you guys got anything so, else that you need to get off your chest before we end the episode? I have a lot of phlegm in my chest I need to get rid of. Well, that's in your chest, not off your chest. I, I feel like it still counts. Uh, all right, we'll count it. I'm not going to do it right now, though, because then it's just like 20 minutes of me coughing. Don't worry, I'll yeah. stop the recording after that. <laughs> it's not good radio. All right, yeah, sweet. So do the stuff at the Shakedown Pod. Please write us. We're bored and lonely. Yeah. Yeah. We're just looking for some friends. Yeah, we just want to feel loved. And I'm Why just do you think for we a good time. I listen to the song Can You Feel the Love Tonight constantly and I always respond with no. And you're married. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, that's it for the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please write in. I am Austin Stevens. I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster. And this has been The Shakedown. It's probably because it doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have Cassie to entertain her now, so... She's just like, hey, asshole, pay attention to me. And you're just like, shut up, you stupid cat. Uh, that was pretty good. Thank you. Uh, Ooh, that was tasty. Solid. Well, now I have to do it, and I don't have a burp ready. <laughs> Go, Dylan. Shit, what about this? I don't have one of those ready either. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, let's do the clap. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>